It is good that you're here. I don't want to tell you on a morning like this, you get double bonus points for your attendance. <laughs> it's good to be the church, and it's good to be together in sunshine and in rain. In all circumstances, we give thanks. And so what I want us to do, I wanted to save our greeting time until now because I, I want to do a little experiment. And, and you remember in, in class, some of you have taken science classes. Some of you were able to avoid those in college. I don't know how, but you did. And, and, and you remember that in high school as well, there is the hypothesis, right? A theory. Uh, and then you, you make your observation and you have your materials and eventually you go through some steps and you come to a conclusion. Well, I, I want to use two sample groups today in an experiment. I want to use you as two pools of humanity as part of my experiment. All right. And so you see this little divide here in the center section. Okay. Everybody to the right of that. Okay. Everybody to the right of that. Darling, you'd be on the right of that. Okay. I'm dividing families, all right? You all are to greet one another uh, in a very joyful way uh, with gratitude. And, and you may want to give thanks, you know, for the kind of day it is and the fact that it is raining, but God is faithful. I mean, whatever you want to say, you know, uh, that you've been able to come here, you may want to compliment the person that you're greeting, and you do it with a spirit of gratitude, okay? Now, over here... You are what the Bible describes as grumblers, <laughs> all right? That's what, uh, that's what the word is for ingratitude. And on this side, you may want to just kind of get it out of your system. I mean, you may just want to <laughs> complain a little bit, talk about how you don't feel good, and how it was an effort to get up this morning, and, and how your job is a drag, and, and, and maybe your finances aren't what they need to be, and, and, and you're just bummed. And, and, and maybe the fact that you don't have a spouse, or maybe that you do and you wish you didn't. I mean, what, whatever you want to do, you know, or maybe you want to criticize the way somebody's dressed, or, or say, you know, while we were worshiping with music, you were off key. Whatever you want to do, okay, let's do that. So I'm going to ask you to stand and greet one another. We do that? Go ahead. you were able to greet one another. And so, so how'd it, how'd it go? Uh -huh. All right, you can have a seat. Now, some of the ones on this side, I want to see how it, it went. Uh, did, did it feel good to complain? Not really. Not really, huh? Now, if it, if it did, maybe somebody did feel that. You have the spiritual gift 
of complaining. But, uh, but let me just say, did you feel closer to God while you were grumbling? Probably, if we gave you a truth serum, the answer would be no. Now, what about y'all? Was it a little easier to, to sense God's presence when you were greeting somebody with joy and with a spirit of gratitude? Yeah? And, and it just felt good to be over here, didn't it? On an emotional level, as well as a spiritual level. Uh, now, some of you are probably going to complain after the service. You're going to come to me and say, you should have put us over there. And so some of you are, are natural complainers. And so my hypothesis is right. I really believe that deep down inside, we are created for praise to be creatures of gratitude. And so what I want you to do, you were handed a card when you came in here. I want you to take that card. In a minute, I'm going to explain how I want you to use that. But I want us to look at some scriptures together. And Paul helps us with a theme on this Sunday prior to Thanksgiving. And we're going to look at these scriptures together. And the first one we're going to look at is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. I want you to read this one with me. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in what circumstances? All, all circumstances. All right, and then Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. Let's read this together. Speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so when should we give thanks? Always. Always. Okay, we'll talk about whether that can be a reality for us. And then... The next one, I want us to read as well. In three times, gratitude surfaces Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God, the Father, through Him. And so three times in that text we find, and be thankful and with gratitude in your hearts, and giving thanks to God. Now, it's interesting, in the original Greek, in the Thessalonians passage, the implication in the tense is both, and you could do this in the Greek, present and future. Give thanks, and always be about gratitude. Always give thanks. 
And so what I want us to do is do a little retraining, if you would, for gratitude. You have this card, and you can use your smart card or your smartphone if you want. And uh, you've got a card. I want you to make a list of some things. And, and, and here's the deal. You're going to love this deal. A lot of times in messages, your mind drifts, right? Let's just be honest, right? I mean, I can tell it intuitively. <laughs> I can observe you. And sometimes some of you have such peace in your drifting that you just drift right off, off into a, a slumber. And the good news is you'll go to heaven first because it says in the Bible, the dead in Christ will rise first. And, and so I know that sometimes your minds drift. I know sometimes um, you're thinking about other things, but I'm going to give you something to drift to while the message is going on. And that is this card or your smartphone as you list things that you're thankful for. And I want to give you a few categories as we move through this message. Maybe it's an individual, a family member, a coworker, a teacher, an experience that you had at school or work or travel, a moment when you were in the midst of suffering and God comforted you. Maybe it was an encouraging word, a phone call. Somebody pulled you close and said something encouraging, a text. Maybe you're grateful for a good night's sleep or that you have plenty to eat. Maybe the gift that you write down is one that has been life-changing. Some of the things that Anthony and uh, Ashley led us in singing with, that Christ paid it all, and your sins are forgiven through God's grace. Or maybe it's the scripture that we just read, and, and it's scripture in general, and you're, you're grateful that God has sent his holy word to all of us that is timeless and applicable to our circumstances. Or, or maybe it's the gratitude of that unseen presence in this room of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit speaking to you with a still, quiet voice that in many ways is more powerful than an audible voice. What is it for you? I want you to write down several things in several different categories. And as God nudges you, write it down. And I won't think you're rude. Neither will the person next to you. As you look around, as you think, as you pray, as you write. And so as we retrain, I, I want us to take a look at a framework for gratitude. You know, because as followers of Jesus, it, sometimes I think we buy into the idea that we can, in our own willpower, in our own strength, be grateful. And, and sometimes we try to do that. Sometimes we just try to conjure up things that we're thankful for. And you know, that's not a bad thing because in the scripture it says, think on these things. And so to think on them is good. But I believe as followers of Jesus, there, there's a more significant framework and context for gratitude. And what I want to do is take a look at some words that begin with these letters. B-E-N-E. -E. And the first one is benefit. 
to understand how to be grateful in this framework, in this worldview of thanksgiving or thanks living, we have to have the perception of the good. You see, gratitude is a byproduct of the way we see things, the way we see life. And so the first thing that we have to understand in this framework is that good gifts come our way and that we have received a gift and we perceive it as good. Psalm 103 says this, get this. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases and redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, with Benefits. Now remember, as I'm going through this message, I want you to write some things down. We're going to come down to your list a little later. And so our lives are filled with benefits. And so often we fail to see them. We are blind to them or we don't see them as benefits. We see them maybe as entitlements, and I'll talk more about that. And so one of the things that we have to understand is that there are, benefit means good. Ben means good. It comes from the, the Latin word good. And so there are good things that are given to us. And so that's the first thing. The second in this framework of gratitude is there has to be a benefactor. You see, the word factor means someone good that is producing and to be truly grateful, we have to understand that as we've received these benefits, the one who has given them is good. A good producer with good motives, with our best in mind. Maybe you've heard the word benefactor. A lot of college institutions of education have those that donate. They're called benefactors. They give out of goodwill. We have benefactors in the church. It's called tithers. It's those who give charitably a good gift with a great motive. And so we have to believe in our deepest self that our lives are filled with benefits that come from the hand of God who has our best interest in mind. And then we have to recognize, and this has to do with God's grace, that we are the beneficiary, that goodwill has come our way, and that one has done good toward us, and that someone has good intentions for us, and we have been blessed. And so I have wonderful news for you today. You have been showered with benefits, and we forget them not. We remember them, and they come from a good God, our benefactor, and we are the recipient of this kind of blessing. And I want to suggest to you that that is a great definition 
of grace. Receiving that which we don't deserve. Unmerited favor toward us. And so when we stand up and we say, God, you are so good. We are speaking to the one from whom our benefits come and who has great motives when he blesses us. Now that is important as a framework because when it has to do with the worldview that we're, we're working with, well, it means that we have to see that God's motives are good in all things. And in all circumstances. And maybe that's why Paul is able to say, always give thanks. For he said, I know what it is to have much, and I know what it is to be in poverty. I know what it is to have public acclaim, and I know what it is to be in prison. And he goes on to say, in all things, and in every situation, be thankful. All right. Are you writing things down? I hope you are. I hope you're making a list out of all those categories. One word, a couple of words, a phrase, things that have been a benefit for you because we're beneficiaries and we'll talk about that. And one of the things about this framework of gratitude, it, it has to do with that grace issue which speaks to humility because when we have humility in our lives, we moved from an understanding that something is owed to us versus something that is gifted to us. We move from a mentality of entitlement to gratitude, whereas maybe we didn't deserve it. L let me delineate the difference. You could give me a car. And I would tell you right now, if you gave me a car, I mean, if it was a decent car, if you gave me a car and, and it was one in, in the realm of ones that I have been looking at and you gave it to me, I would profusely show thanks. I would overwhelm you with thanks. But if you sold me a car at fair market value and I compensated you for that, I would say, thanks for the good experience, but this is my car and I'm taking it. One has to do with grace. The other has to do with entitlement. And even with my own children, as they have cars that have been given to them, I remind them that it's not an entitlement because I still hold the title. And so one of the ways we move from ingratitude, from grumbling to gratitude, is when we see that, you know, all the blessings we didn't really deserve, we weren't really entitled to them, but they're gifts, they're benefits out of God's mercy and grace. And part of the sinful nature that's in our human race is that everyone feels as though they're entitled. And so what we do is we spend a lot of money and we say, you know, I'll be happy if I get that and I'm, I'm in 
entitled to that. And we'll even go in debt because we're so bought into the fact that we're entitled to amassing things that in reality don't make us any more satisfied nor grateful. And so there's a principle and the bigger our sense of entitlement, the smaller our sense of gratitude. And what happens is when I go to God and when I go to others with a spirit of thanksgiving, that gratitude threshold begins to drop down and I begin to see things as God sees things and I begin to see how God has blessed my life. And we all struggle with it, don't we? The Bible uses the word grumbler for that attitude which runs against gratitude. Complainer. Have you ever been around someone that is so negative they are spewing complaints and you just want to stop and say, is there anything right in your life? <laughs> They're not fun to be around. And I think Paul understood that because he wrote the church at Corinth and he said, look, you have been complaining among yourselves. You've been grumbling among yourselves. Remember the people of Israel. Remember God's people when they went to Mount Sinai. God was so good, he said to the Israelites. Remember that. God gave the Ten Commandments and embedded was love and grace. He led them to the promised land. And even, not only the process, but when they got to the destination, they grumbled. And then creatively, he uses a tactic. He says, and do not grumble, as some of them did, who were killed by the destroying angel. That was kind of a light approach for Paul. So grumblers, beware. Um, and so the, the inverse, the opposite of gratitude is grumbling. Have you ever heard someone grumble in the church? I'm not saying putting forth an opinion. I'm not. I'm talking about where they tear apart an idea or a person, and it can cause so much division and distraction. Because we're called to be grateful people. Now, what's interesting is the Israelite, the Jewish person, did two things in the midst of their daily prayers. They had multiple daily prayers as a practice in the Old Testament, and some are practicing that today as Orthodox Jews. And one of the things they would do to gain perspective and a framework of gratitude is they would offer praise. And they have taught us in our tradition that as we magnify God, there is a natural kind of gratitude that comes. And we begin to see God as he really is. And we begin to see how he has given us so many benefits. And so you, you look in the Psalms and you hear things like, Hear, O Lord, the God of Israel, you are one and you are our God and we look to you for you are good and your love is everlasting. And so one of the things that would happen is a, 
they would magnify God because they understood that God inhabited the praises of his people and still does. But the other is this, they would do what has become a part of our tradition as well, the benediction. But it wouldn't be just one benediction. All day long, they would make benedictions. Remember the word benny, which means good. Benediction means simply to say a good word, to give a blessing. And so whether it was at the meal, and, and there was a little bit of an obsession with it because if they forgot to give their blessing at the meal before the food digested, there was a sense in which they needed to go back to the place where they ate and give thanks. Can you imagine going to Five Guys and Fries and saying, could you all scoot over? We were at the table. I need to do a blessing. Wouldn't go over real well. But they saw that being thankful was critical. And so they would give a benediction for everything. God, thank you for our health. For you are the God that heals the sick. God, thank you that you are the author of life and give eternal life. And so in their thanks, they would recognize and affirm hope. We too have that opportunity. In fact, you are making benedictions. You're saying a good word as you write things on your card. Now, the framework for gratitude, remember? We believe that what we receive is good. We believe that the one we received it from, by nature, is good. God cannot be anything but good, or it would be contrary to God's nature. And we believe that we are the recipient. If we believe that God is sovereign, and if we believe that God is in control, and we believe his motives are good, and we are at the center of the capstone of creation. If we've been made in his image, then we have to trust him where Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances. What do you mean, Paul? Help me, Paul. There are imperfect people in my life. There are people that I live with cause me angst and I struggle with. There are people that are in my neighborhood. There are people in my church that are not easy to be with. What Are you saying give thanks for them? In all things be grateful. And I think he's saying and bless them. Present to them a benediction. Say a good word. Don't grumble, but be grateful. That means in that framework of gratitude that I have to give thanks in the midst of suffering. Now, do I have to be glad about suffering? No, I don't have to be glad. And I don't have to manufacture some kind of emotional high. But I can give thanks. Why is that? Because even in the midst of suffering, as Jesus paid it all, as Jesus entered into self-denial and humanity and gave himself for us, he entered into suffering because he saw a greater plan, a means to an end. And he understood in his sanctified mind 
that God was redeeming the world and that God had a purpose even in his suffering. And I want to say to you today, maybe you're moving through a, a, a dark night and your skies are cloudy and you're wondering, why am I going through this? Well, we may not always have an answer for that in this life, but one day I really believe in the sovereignty of God We'll see all of the purposes of God and how he brought the tapestry together in a beautiful way. But I don't have to wait till then to know that is true because my life, like yours, I can go back and look at moments where I threw up my hands and said, is this good? Is this a benefit? And yet now I look back and I say, God, thank you that I didn't miss out on that. Because you had a greater good and you helped to inform who I am because of that. Thank you for even that. Do you see how that changes do you see how that worldview allows us to truly be grateful in all things? Because God is good. And He only wants what's good for me. Do you have your list? I want you to get it out. If you've got it on your smartphone, get it in front of you. If you've got it on a card, go ahead. And, and I hope you had something to write with. And I want us to pray, and as we pray, I'm going to invite our worship team to come. And so you can look at this while we pray. You can come to the altar and lay it on the altar if you want and pray over it. Whatever you want to do, we're just going to move through a little time of prayer because we have reason to give thanks. Let's pray. God, we thank you that as followers of you, we don't have to somehow compartmentalize Thanksgiving. We don't have to compartmentalize it into one week out of the year in November. We don't have to compartmentalize it during the holidays. It can be a way of life for us. And so, Lord, we thank you that you, through your Holy Spirit, help us to move from Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving. And in that, God, I thank you for the list, the list that is before these individuals. And each one is different. Each experience is different. Each journey is different. But each has something in common in that they can give thanks because you are good. And Lord, I know on that list, it's all inclusive. There are people and circumstances. There are struggles and tragedy. There are moments of overcoming. But most of all, embedded in that list, Lord, is hope. Hope of what has been and what can be. And so, Lord, we thank you that we don't have to manufacture a thankful spirit. It's not some kind of emotional buzz, but it's who we are. It's an expression of each of us every day as we live our lives before you. And my prayer, Lord, 
is as we've experienced a benediction where someone has said a good thing that we might give a benediction and blessing to others. This is our prayer. Amen. <laughs>